I watch a lot of documentaries and interview programs that shed light on issues that a lot of us don't know about. And I was watching a brand new program called The Problem with Jon Stewart. It's on Apple TV. And the topic they got into first, first episode, just made me angry. Do you ever do that? You watch a show and you're like, I didn't know that. And what can I do to make a difference? I'm just little old Jody, living her life. What can I do? And so I thought, I got to talk about this on my show. And even if just one more person knows what happened and what is happening with these military vets, and maybe just one person tells somebody else or somebody else or somebody else, maybe we can make a difference. When you hear the stories that I want to share with you today, they'll break your heart. So let's get into it. Welcome to Big Time Small Talk, stories and observations beyond small talk. I am your host, Jody Rollins, and I was trying to think about how to talk about these issues. So like I said, I watched this, I watched this program on the Jon Stewart show, or watched his show, the program, done, The Problem with Jon Stewart. And uh, by the way, I apologize, this episode was supposed to be out yesterday, but we took my baby in to get her two month shots and it was traumatic. Like, first of all, I was a little sleep deprived, but just watching your baby have this look of like, what the heck is going on? And just burst into tears and start crying and not, not really screaming, but just this horrendous cry. Like it, oh, it was traumatic for me because you don't want your child to hurt. So I was very focused on her and she was extra sort of cuddly and snuggly because she I think she was just afraid. So I did that, obviously, instead of doing a new episode. I'm sure you guys can understand, but I do apologize. I did promote this episode on uh, social media that it would be out on Wednesday. And here we are on Thursday. Anyway, so I watched the Jon Stewart show and they started talking about these military vets who had been in the Gulf Wars, first and second. And what they would do, there's this practice. And because of this practice, and I'll get into all of this, they're dying. And the Department of Defense, in my opinion, could be saving their lives. And they're not. And I just, I was like incensed and sad and shocked and all of these things at once as I sit next to my husband, who's a, a retired military vet of a foreign war. He was not in the particular place that they were talking about in um, Iraq, I think, and did not experience anything. And God bless, he is healthy. But I want to share with you the stories that they shared with us and see what you think. And I hope that in some way my show can make a difference, just in some way, a little tiny difference. I don't know. You never know 
what difference you can make, even if you just speak out. So that's why I really wanted to do this episode. Um, I do want to take a minute to say welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening, I don't know how you found the show, but I'm glad that you did. Please click the subscribe button. Um, and then if you enjoy the show, go on to that Apple iTunes, Apple podcast, whatever, and uh, write a written review and click five stars. It really helps people find this show, choose to listen and stay with the show. Um, if you're interested in writing the show, you can write me on big time small at big time small talk podcast at gmail.com. Please follow me on Instagram at Jody Rollins or on Twitter at Jody's box. And um, you can also leave a voice message. All the details on how to do that are in the show notes. I love to hear from you guys. I love it when you guys send me messages. And sometimes I play them on the show. So if you have something you want to share, opinions, whatever, questions, comments, please do. And if you want to support the show financially, also in the show notes, you can click the link and it tells you all about how you can do that. Every little bit helps. Thank you to everyone who does open up their wallet once a month and spend money on this show. It, it really means a lot to me and it helps. Every little bit helps. So one new thing I do want to tell you, if you check out the show notes, you may see some new options. And in episodes, the uh, Apple or Apple Anchor has allowed something brand brand spanking new. I can add polls to every episode, like a, a poll, like a survey poll, P-O-L-L, or questions. And hopefully you guys will interact more with the show and I can hear your opinions. So you'll be able to click answers, you know, A, B, or C, or write an answer to the question. So please participate with those. I am excited to try those out and see what you guys think. And then I will report the results on the next episode and we'll see how that goes. So I think I, try, I will try those out during the next episode. Uh, what else? Ooh, excitement. I'm really proud to say that I have an interview coming up. I've got a couple that I've been working on. It is really hard to get people scheduled when you're just a little teeny show that's trying, you know, I'm like the show that could. I'm growing, but people want to be on shows that have huge followings, which I don't blame them. And I have a following, but it's not huge. You know, I have thousands and thousands of listens, but I'm still working. So I am proud to say that I have somebody from Big Brother. And the reason why I wanted to get this person is because I'm interested in life after Big Brother. What is it like when the spotlight has dimmed a little bit? You know, you're on this national platform and Big Brother's seen all over the world. But what is it like when the bullying starts on social media and the trolls and all of the things that happens. This person I really enjoy because she's doing such good work. And even if you don't watch Big Brother, I think you will enjoy this interview because her whole focus in life is about positivity and spreading positivity and motivation. And that's what I love about her Instagram. And this person, for those of you who watched Big Brother, she was on two seasons. The first season she was on and she won America's Favorite Player. And the second season was the All-Star season. She has not won the show, but she's really loved in the Big Brother community. What's her name? Nicole 
Anthony. So any Big Brother fan out there, you guys know her name. She's quirky. She's beautiful. She's funny. She's a really kind spirit. And I'm super excited. I will be interviewing her next week. So mark that on your calendars. I'm going to interview her on Tuesday, which means the episode will probably be out Wednesday or Thursday, the latest. We're going to dig into what makes Nicole tick. What has she been doing lately? She's got a new man in her life. And she did have her own show, but stopped doing it. So I want to find out why and what it's been like for her dealing with the trolls, because they got nasty with her from her season um, when she was on uh, the All-Star season, like nasty, because she went against somebody that uh, they didn't think she should go against. So we're going to dig into all of that. And plus what's coming up new and exciting for her. She's got some stuff going on. Anyway, so mark your calendars, Nicole Anthony, just a sweet, sweet woman. Again, even if you don't watch Big Brother, I know you will enjoy her and all that she is working on. So um, that's that. I think that's all of the business. I am still planning on doing a one year celebration episode. I just got to put everything together. So it's going <laughs> to, it'll basically be like one year and a couple of months. So I want it to be um, something special. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, now let's get into it. So I think this show, this John Stewart show really struck me. I mean, because it's a heartfelt, sad, angry, like just, it just piss you off story. But also because as an army wife, I mean, I met, when I met my husband, he had been in the military for decades and he was a major. So he's pretty high up and he worked in Intel. And when I met him, he was a reservist. He had retired from the army, but was working at the Corps of Engineers. So he was loosely involved and um, he would work with generals and do all these programs and he would leave, what is it, like six weeks out of the year? So it wasn't like when I knew him, he had long since been deployed to Afghanistan. And by the way, I just want to take a moment to tout how awesome my husband is. He didn't have to go to Afghanistan. He basically volunteered. He felt like he had done all this training and all this work for many, many years. And he reached out and said, look, I want to do my civic duty. And they basically said, look, you will probably get sent somewhere, but if you sort of enter yourself, you know, throw your name in the hat, you will have more say so of what you do and where you go. So he did that and he was supposed to be in Afghanistan, I think, for maybe five months, six months. And as he always says, but when the military says, we need you to stay longer, it's not a it's not a request. It's it's an order. So he was there for almost a year in Afghanistan, I think, uh, maybe 10 months. So thank you, hubby, for your service. Um, so this is something near and dear to my heart. Okay, so Jon Stewart was talking to all of these military vets who when they were in theater, which is how they refer to it when they're at war, one of the practices of the United States military was when they need to get rid of their trash, there's no like, you know, garbage truck that pulls up every Thursday and picks up their trash and takes it to a dump. They throw, they dig a hole near the barracks and they throw everything into a pile. Everything that's metal, iron, um, 
clothing, human waste, food, all kinds of garbage, every type of garbage you can think of. Um, jet fuel is used and they light it on fire and it burns for day after day after day, days, right? And so it's this black, thick smoke cloud that just continues to go up into the atmosphere. And these servicemen and women have to work around it. And so they inhale it regularly and can't escape it. And it's chokingly thick smoke. And, you know, if the wind changes, it's going to be blowing closer to them. And sometimes I'm sure it blew, you know, further away. But they inhaled it on a regular basis. And it's been studied and it's been found that these burn piles, as they call them, are toxic. And all of these toxic chemicals are created because of this soup of disgusting things. Like I said, it, it, human waste, just tools, supplies, food, just every kind of garbage you can think of is just burning for days and days and days and days and days and days and days, and days filling the air with that choke back smoke. And so when these vets have left the war, they were coming down with all sorts of illnesses, lung illnesses, all kinds of cancers, you name it. And the Veterans Association has not been able, or chooses not to, that's up to you to believe, to, they have not been able to establish the link. They're not able to say, well, because, you know, vet a was in and around this burn pile, then he for sure got illness B, which is killing him. And if you speak to the vets, they're like, yes, I have no reason to have this cancer. I have no reason to have this illness. I went in, I was a 23-year-old. One gentleman was like, I was 23 years old. I could run five miles like nothing. And now I can barely breathe. This guy, no joke, he started to tell his story and he was like, and look, I'm 34 years old. And my husband and I were like, what? I thought he was about 44 years old. I, I don't know if it had aged him. I don't know if he just had bad genes. Who knows? But our vets are dying. And so they don't get any medical care from the Department of Justice, the Veterans Association, for these illnesses caused by the burn pile smoke. Because our government says, we're not really sure that your illness is caused by the burn pile. And so John Stewart did a really good job of listening to these people. This, oh God, if you can watch the show, I know it's on Apple TV. I'm sure you can find links on YouTube that have little clips um, of the show. But this one gentleman, they show him when he was in the Marines and he, is, he looks very handsome, handsome and he, you know, he's in his uniform. Gotta love a man in uniform, right? And he's fit and he's young. And then they cut to the video of him now and most of his face is missing because he's had surgery after surgery. Like his jaw, a lot of it's just gone because of whatever happened to him. I, I can't remember if they said it was uh, some kind of tumors, right? Something. And he's had so many surgeries with zero help from the government. And so they're all bankrupt. They have no money to pay for these things. And instead, in my opinion, 
instead of the government going, look, there are so many of you that why don't we just say, until further notice, we believe the link is established. There is causality here, right? Burn pile, toxic, causes illness, let's fund their insurance so these, these men and women do not have to go broke trying to take care of themselves. But they don't do that. They say, we're still trying to do more research and establish, and we want to make sure, we want to cross our T's and dot our I's to make sure the causality is there before we pay for these service people. And that's the part that made me so angry. Because even as John Stewart points out, when this war happened, and he showed a clip of uh, George Bush talking, he's like, we can't wait for the smoking gun. We got to go out there and, you know, protect America. So we're sending out our men and women in, in uniform and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, we can't wait for the smoking gun and all of the evidence, but we're going to war. And yet, when it comes to the service people, when it comes to their health, we have to wait for the smoking gun. We have to wait to make absolute sure that there's causality. And I think that's the wrong approach. And they interviewed, I don't know what is the secretary of DOD, Department of Defense, and he was a little smarmy. And I don't know, maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's not. Maybe it's bureaucracy. And John Stewart was like, what is it? And he's like, well, you know, we have to establish research and we have to make sure. And I'm sitting there like, I want to yell at the TV screen. I'm like, I, I literally paused it. And I was talking to my husband. I'm like, if this is what's happening and these people are coming down with cancers and all kinds of medical issues that are killing them, and it is killing them, we don't have time to wait. Why can't they pass some kind of regulation that says, in this case, until we can prove that it's not because of these burn piles that people are dying, we are going to assume that it is, therefore, release the money to pay for their medical care. That's what I think we should be doing. It's heartbreaking. They interviewed this one gentleman who has stage four colon cancer. He's dying. Like he's dying. There's no hope for him. He's done. And he just talked about how the battle has been for him and the suffering and how much pain he has been in unnecessarily. And to fight and to be suffering and be in pain and then have to fight the system. Imagine you're like, wow, okay, got to put, put, you know, take a second mortgage out on my house. Gee, I hope I can live. Let me talk to DOD. And they're like, nope, sorry, we got to do more research. Just be patient. When you're dying, you shouldn't have to be patient. You shouldn't. One of the things that struck me the most was when the gentleman, oh, when he was talking about the gentleman I told you about who I thought looked about 44 when he was 34, he put it so prophetically. He said, and I'm not going to say it as beautifully as he did, but he said, this is, this is, you know, our country has said, you know, leave no, we, no man left behind. Like we've got your back. Like when you sign up, it's like this brotherhood, this sisterhood, like we are there for you. The military people are like, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. And then, then what? Once you get out, this is how they're treated? You know, John Stewart said, 
thank you for your service and go fuck yourself. It's basically how they're being treated. How do we do that? We thank our vets with pancakes and 10% off at Applebee's and shaking their hands. And, you know, we post about it on Instagram and Facebook, you know, on Veterans Day and Memorial Day. We want to remember them. But none of that crap helps them if they can't even pay their medical bills. I personally think, look, if you fight for this country, your medical bills should be paid for, period. End of story. Find the money. If we need to do, if some of you guys probably don't remember, there have been some major tragedies in this lifetime and private individuals and, in, and companies threw money at it. I remember, gosh, there was one thing, there was a church like a famous church that had burnt in Europe. And instantly, celebrities and, you know, regular people alike, millions and millions and millions of dollars raised for this church. Um, there was another time, oh, I can't remember what it was. Was it a, a plane crash or a tsunami or something happened? A big national tragedy that was garnered international attention. And it would be like, you know, Jennifer Aniston gave a million dollars. Reese Witherspoon gave like all of these celebrities and just, you know, banks gave money. I don't care. I just feel like if we're going to take our young men and women and put them in harm's way for our liberty, right? For you, for me, the minute they get out of there, they still deserve the best. And we all know about homeless vets, the mental illness. Did you know that some, I think it was 27, and ugh, I don't want to say the, the wrong number, but I believe it's somewhere between 17 and 27 vets a day commit suicide. A day. That means we have failed our vets. Imagine that you heard that, you know, some ISIS or some other organization in the Middle East was killing some 20 vets a day. We would be at war. We would be so incensed. And that's just the word I keep hitting on because angry or upset. No, incensed. But somehow, when they're struggling with their own PTSD, mental illness, health problems, thank you for your service, is what they get. It's not enough. It's not enough. I don't understand how we can send people into harm's way and then leave them in harm's way once they're out. And the interview with the, the secretary of the DOD, you know, he's like, uh, you know, it's it's not this, it's that. It's just, we're working and we're trying. And again, he's just one cog in the wheel. I don't know if he's the person in the way of changing things. I don't know if he is the problem or, again, just one of the people. Bureaucracy is failing our vets. And that's when the, the, we need to oil the wheel, right? We need to get something working because they shouldn't be left just dying. We should have all kinds of opportunities to put roofs over their heads so that they're not homeless. They should get the best mental health treatments available to them. They should get what the people of Congress get, vaccinations, all the best doctors. What does it say about us as a society 
when we take these people, because a lot of people in the military are these young kids that didn't know where to turn when they graduated from high school. Many of them come from poverty, couldn't afford college, didn't have a good upbringing. And they're like, look, I'm going to join the military because there's opportunities for, for me here. I can get a college education. I can do a respectful job. I can get paid well. I can get good benefits. But if I get sick, I get fucked. And I'm using the F word today because I'm pissed off. It doesn't matter if they get 10% off at Applebee's if they're dying. It doesn't matter if we post thank you for your service if they have to mortgage their house. We can do better, America. If we're going to be so sweet and so kind when they're 17 and 18 years years old and the recruiters sit them down and they talk to them and they you know talk to the parents about the opportunities and how the military is there for them let give me your sons and daughters but once you get sick you're on your own we have to do better so how do we help if anybody out there is listening and you want to help, write the Department of Justice. You can Google the address and let them know. Call. Let them know. This isn't acceptable. There are so many veterans organizations that can use a donation, whatever. I just, I think everybody needs to do their part. I just Googled the, let's see, um, I just Googled, can you e email the Secretary of Defense? Here it is. Um, you can call if somehow you are as touched as I was. And I'm, I, I think I actually am going to try to contribute some money or try to do something. Put money, put my money where my mouth is. You can call 703-697-5130. Seven zero three six nine seven fifty one thirty one, and let them know you think veterans deserve better medical care. All of them, not just burn pile victims, all of them. The homelessness, the suicides, the mental illness. If you get your leg blown off, you get the best treatment in the world. But if you have mental illness, meh, just because you can't see it, doesn't mean it shouldn't be treated with the same care and respect. And these burn pile victims deserve our respect too. If you want to email, here's the email address, osd.pa.dutyofficer at mail, wow, dot m-i-l. Oh gosh, it just cut off the rest of it. It's just heartbreaking. I guess that's it. Let me say it one more time. OSD.PA.DutyOfficer at M-A-I-L dot M-I-L. And you can call that phone number I just gave you 24 hours a day. So 
I know I'm not Jon Stewart. I know I'm not the Today Show. I know I'm not The View. I know I'm not Fox News, where millions of people, if they, whoever, somebody on a big show starts talking, millions of people will start calling or thousands of people will start calling or email. But if just one of us that's listening on the sound of my voice, who knows, maybe we can make a difference. <sighs> I hope. I'm going to take a quick break because my baby is starting to make a, a couple of squeaky, squirmy noises. And, you know, as I mentioned, she got her shot. So I just want to check on her. And when I come back, we'll talk about what else is on my mind about this and some other things. Stay with me. Welcome back. So it's been a couple hours since I took that initial break. Actually, it's been more than a couple hours. I That was this morning and now it's about three o'clock and uh, baby is doing good. She's just a little more sleepy. We gave her some of the infant Tylenol drops to help her with her pain in her leg from the shots. It's just, it's so, it's so hard to watch your baby like just burst into tears because of something you're doing to it. You know, the, the doctors, they're giving the, the baby the shots, but you know, you know, you're doing the right thing for her and her future. So she doesn't catch these things that whatever they give them the something I never even heard of, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me it's just hard to watch. And, you know, back to uh, watching these stories, these in, in this case, it was specifically men, I don't, I'm, I'm assuming there are women that were in the military that are affected too. I mean, I know women are also committing suicide and dealing with mental health and homelessness and all of these things as well. Um, <clears throat> but I guess just the sense of betrayal is how I feel when I look at the specific, this one specific guy who just was talking about how he, you know, I mentioned him before the break, how he was young and, you know, virile. And the sense in this country when you sign up for the military is that you're doing something noble. You're doing something greater than yourself. You're thinking of others, right? You're, you're signing up to protect our liberties and our freedoms. And in return, you get all these things, like I mentioned, the access to education and job opportunities and traveling around the world and experiences and healthcare while you're in the military. And I was just thinking about the betrayal of as soon as you're out, it's just like, boom, you're on your own, like they like kick you out with a big old military boot. And it's sad. It's, it's, I think it's also more frustrating to me because I wish I had the kind of platform where if I, speaking up made a huge difference, you know, if there was a way to be that voice. But I'm trying. I'm trying to do my part and... 
you know, I hope, I hope somebody out there listening today, at least, I don't know, even if you have a conversation about it with a friend or a family member and that enlightens somebody else, just so that these men and women aren't just getting sick and or dying in vain. Awareness, right? They say knowing is half the battle. So anyway, I guess I should probably just wrap up the show because I hear my baby squirming and I was going <clears> to <throat> get into a couple other topics, but I think we should just leave it right there and just focus on this one particular topic because I think it's important. So a little bit of a short show today. Um, I do have an interview. I have another interview. I mentioned the one that I have coming up with Nicole Anthony from Big Brother, but I have an interview coming up with a woman whose daughter, whose little girl, like a little girl, her daughter is an author. And it was fascinating to me because I'm like, how did that happen? What did she do to help inspire and help her daughter's dreams come true? And so I'm going to be interviewing her and sharing her story with you guys. I'm doing the interview this week. So I think the episode will be out either next week or the week after. Plus, we will be taking a vacation out east. So I'm excited about that. I'll be sharing lots of photography. You know me, every time I go anywhere, I, I take pictures. And when you go to the East Coast in the fall, the beautiful fall colors, the Northeast in particular, we're going to New England, the fall colors are stunning. The orange, the gold, everything. It's just the red it's all beautiful. So that'll be in the middle of the month. So check out my Instagram. Be sure Jody Rollins at Jody Rollins, because I'm going to be sharing all the beautiful colors. It's just it's so beautiful. It's just it's stunningly gorgeous during the fall out there. Um, but anyway, so I have a couple of good interviews coming up. I told you guys about a month or so ago that I was going to work harder at getting more interviews. And I'm doing it right. So we'll see how everything goes as far as technology, because it adds another additional complexity, another complex layer of technology with recording things and making sure the person has all of whatever in there, their phone works and blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to do it. So keep tuning in and keep listening. And thank you for listening. Um, and we'll see what happens with these interviews. And please, please don't forget our military men and women who are suffering. Thank you guys so much. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Time's up.